This is an NC Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast, the podcast designed to engage with ministry leaders around topics that will explore approaches and resources to help us be on mission together. It's because of your generosity that this resource is available. Learn more at ncbaptist.org slash give or contact us at communications at ncbaptist.org. All right, and welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Todd Unzicker, Executive Director Treasurer with NC Baptist, and I am thrilled, thrilled about getting to sit down and chat with today's guest. Joining me today is not only the lead pastor of Multiply Community Church in Monroe, but also the recently newly elected president of the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. I want you to welcome Quintel Hill to today's podcast. Quintel, welcome. So glad you could be here. Grateful to be here. Grateful for North Carolina Baptist. Uh, you know, on mission together. Grateful. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm grateful not only for um, Quintel as a pastor, not only is he serving as the convention president, but uh, Quintel is also a great friend and great brother to me. Uh, Quintel, you and I know each other, but uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So I think the first thing is important is is I'm not originally from North Carolina. I'm from uh, Alabama. Uh, I actually was born in Chicago and uh, raised in Alabama. Wow, you, that's exactly what I was thinking is you talk like somebody from Chicago. So Yeah, right. <laughs> Buried in, the, in in Alabama, sweet home. But uh, was born in Chicago. My mom and dad uh, divorced. My dad was a pretty abusive guy, and, and uh, my mom left in Chicago. Her dad lived in Alabama. And so my brothers, I got two older brothers, and, and basically it just grew up in church. My mom took me to the AME church. And so, you know, grew up in church. I just thought church was about being, you know, dressing cool. I've never heard the gospel, right? <laughs> I thought it was just about three-piece suits and a lot of sweating going on. And so, but uh, I just went to church to please my mom, but never heard the gospel. Uh, got invited to a church to play um, basketball. I grew up playing ball. Ball was life. Uh, ball kept me out of a lot of things that my brothers were into, Uh Mom did a little drugs, brother sold a little drugs and stuff like that, but ball kept me from those things. But I got that invite to that church. Uh, it was a, it was an all white. I found out it was a Southern Baptist church. Uh, they, they wanted me to come there to play basketball. And so, hey man, church and basketball, I was like, hey, I'll play ball at church any day. And so I uh, went there, uh, met the coach there. They had a team that they were trying to form. Uh, his name was Jamie. He was the youth pastor. And so uh, they did a thing where if you were going to play, you, you had to come to church at least one day a week. And so I guess it was like the bait and switch, you know, <laughs> it's just like they, they, uh, they got me. And so, uh, but basically it was a predominantly white church. I say predominantly, it was all white, you know, and when I came there, I, I was the diversity, right. you know? And so, uh, that church, I'm telling you to this day, I mean, I'm indebted to those people. Uh, because they love me, man. They love me into the kingdom. Uh, I was, I think that was like the seventh or eighth grade uh, that I started going to that church. And my mom was okay with it. As long as I was in church, that's all she desired was for me to be in church. And so, man, I, I ended up getting saved at 15 years old. Uh, I can never forget it. I went down an aisle, you know, the traditional walk down the aisle. 
And I mean, I had a gospel heart attack, man. That's the only thing I can describe. And I was riding in the church van home, man, just crying all the way home and didn't realize what happened, man. And I went downstairs and I told my mom that that I got saved tonight. I didn't know what that meant, man. I, I, I got saved. And so she says, I thought you were already baptized. And so she really didn't understand the gospel. She didn't understand the things of God. Just to fast forward a little bit, uh, man, I just, ball was life, but John said he must increase, we must decrease. Man, I began to love basketball less. I was the captain on my basketball team. Um, high school and all that thing. Go, want to go to college, play ball. You know, I want to go to NBA, right? That's the goal. And so, but but Jesus became everything. Uh, I just wanted to be around the people of God. Uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, "Iron sharpens iron, so one man another." And I can tell you, I, I mean, I just wanted to be in the church. I mean, it was so crazy that my mom thought some things were going on at the church that wasn't supposed to be going on. I was so obsessed with being around God's people. Man, it was just God doing a work in my life. And so at 17 years old, I was at an FCA service in, in high school. And man, God just opened my eyes to what ministry is. Like he wanted me to surrender my life to ministry. I didn't know how that was going to work because I knew if I was going into ministry, if I can quote John Stott, he says, you know, if the call to ministry is the call to study. And so uh, basically, I just I didn't know how that was going to happen because I didn't I didn't know how to read. I grew up with a learning disability, struggled through school. I went to school just to play basketball. And so but God has been was faithful. And my pastor, he knew the president of the University of Mobile, a SBC school in, in Alabama. And he came up to Birmingham uh, and I can tell you, he he basically just said, I heard your story and I want to pay for your tuition to come to my school. And so, man, it's just, a, it just got, I mean, it, it was just, is your yes going to be on the table? And so I put my yes on the table. I'm the only person to graduate from college in my family. Uh, I mean, just grateful for the gospel because it was those people that loved me uh, into the kingdom. And so that's my story, uh, you know, just the, the first half, but I will say, man, it's just, it's just gospel. It's just gospel. Gospel, gospel, gospel. The continuation of that story that I know and I've gotten to see since you and I met in seminary a decade ago, uh, you know, you're a graduate of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, certainly a great partner of NC Baptist, and you uh, planted yes. a church with Send NC and uh, reaching mm -hmm. folks. You've served as an officer and on the board and now elected president, and so it's a great picture to see that your life is on mission together. It was people investing in you, and now mm -hmm. you investing in, in others. I got right here in front of me, hot off the press, the new edition of the Biblical Recorder this month. Yes. For our listeners, the Biblical Recorder is the magazine of NC Baptist, and uh, a lot of great resources and a great articles in there. And you say in this magazine, Quintel, that you want to keep the main thing the main thing. Can you elaborate just a little bit. What, what is the main thing to you and, and how do we as NC Baptists keep the main thing, the main thing? You know, the main thing to me is, is Jesus, right? The gospel. I mean, if I can quote your, your pastor, uh, J.D. Greer, the gospel above all, I, I really believe that that's the, that's it. And, uh, I, I mean, to quote Paul, right? Paul says, you know, in first Corinthians 15, in verse three, 
I deliver to you, which is most important, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised and the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So we got Christ in the scriptures. I think that's the main thing we, we, we have to focus on. And I, I mean, and to continue to elaborate on Paul, you know, he, he talked about and it was it Philippians three. Yeah. Philippians three, verse seven and eight. I think it was he talked about how. You know, he counted all these things as rubbish that he may gain Christ. I mean, Christ was at the center. He's in 1 Corinthians 2, 2. He says, I, I want to preach Christ and him crucified. I mean, Christ was at the center. John Bunyan, I remember they said you can cut him open and he believed Biblion. You cut Paul open and he believed Christ. I mean, and I think Christ is the main thing. The gospel is the main thing. Paul said for, you know, I've, I've been crucified with Christ. It's only not only that I live, but it's Christ that lives in me. The life that I live, I live by faith in the Son of God and who loved me and gave himself up for me. And so Christ, 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 gospel, 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 Jesus, scripture. That's the main thing. Yeah, crystal clear. You want to declare and demonstrate the gospel to all people yes. in North Carolina and to the ends of the earth. That's and it. Uh, man, that's so clear and so needed for us today. The main thing, the main thing. Uh, Quintel, what might be a, one or two obstacles that you see as president that you see for our listeners and maybe Christians around the world? What do you, what do you see as some obstacles for us as NC Baptist? I thought about this. Um, I think personal preference, right? I mean, we all have personal preferences and, you know, power, Right. And politics, <laughs> all of these things get in the way of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying like in particular the hotbed topic politics. I, you know, I'm not saying somebody can have a political position, you know, absolutely. You know, but but I think what is primary is what we just talked about. Jesus. What's interesting, that church that I told you about in in Hueytown, mm-hmm. Alabama, I mean, the seabed of 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 red right <laughs> i never once i never once heard the word republican democrat i never once heard wow. it but i did hear i love you jesus loves you and he cares about you oh. and and i can remember in seventh eighth grade um standing and for life like putting flags out for life at that church and it shaped me and even this past sunday i had my daughter one of my daughters come up I put my arm around her. This was Sanctity of Life Sunday, right? She's adopted, and, and I just wanted the people to know that we're a church that stands for life, man. I mean, and this is a living illustration of this. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about the main thing, life, uh, and, and grateful, man, for the gospel. I think those three things, I think, personal preference, power, and, you know, position there and, 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 you know, just these politics, it can get in the way. It can, it can get our eyes off of the main thing. As an illustration, I played football when I was in the ninth grade and my wide receiver coach, he, he always taught us um, that when you go to catch the ball, you have to keep your eyes on the ball, right? So you have to see the ball in and tuck it in, right? See it in, tuck it in. But when you take your eyes off the main thing, the ball is the main thing. The gospel is the main thing. The the play has already been written. Jesus wrote it, right? The Great Commission. And so we already know the play. But when we take our eyes off the gospel, 
You saw it in, in the playoffs, right? These past couple of weeks that big plays, wide receiver take their eyes off the ball. But that tight end from San Francisco juggling it kept his eyes on the ball. Why? So he can win the game, to score the touchdown, man. To score the touchdown for us at Multiply, we want folks to know Christ. I mean, and so I, I think that when we take our eyes off of the ball, the, what Jesus has said is primary, the gospel. I mean, we fall. We wow. fumble. Well, wow, a lot of football analogies in there. Quintel, the, I, I didn't have this written out, but remind me again, who were, who were the defending national champions in college football again? <laughs> what, was, what was that team oh, again? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, the dogs. Oh, the Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs, that's I, right. I, I'll say go dogs. I'll say go dogs for now. You know, Quintel's an Auburn guy, so I had to had to rib him a little bit. Yeah, Quintel, yeah. as a last question, I uh, really appreciate your time. I'm going to be thinking about that today is preferences and power and politics and Lord cleanse us of that and let's keep the main thing the main thing. What would you, you're the new president, we're in a new year, you're just starting out your term. Um, what's one thing you would want to share with NC Baptists who are listening today? NC Baptists, I would just say this, there are two kinds of people in the world. You're a saint or you ain't, right? Two kinds of people. And our mission, Jesus' mission, to be on mission together is to see people that way. We have to be about the mission of God. And we have to, and like me, I, I mean, I was a nobody, right? And still a nobody. But that church saw me not for, for this black guy, but they saw me for who I can be because of what the power of the gospel can do. And so I, would, I just want to encourage us as, as North Carolina Baptists, there's two types of people in the world. They're saved or they're lost. Man, hell is hot and it's forever, and people are going there. People are going to hell. And we must do anything, to quote Todd, outside of sin to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I, I, just, I just want to say that, you know, God has, has ransomed the people, right? The devil isn't racist, right? He, the devil isn't prejudiced. The devil wants all folks, right? He, he wants black folks, white folks, yellow folks. He wants all kinds of people. But North Carolina Baptist, I, I want you to know that God has ransomed the people from every tongue, tribe, people, group, and nation. He has ransomed the people. This is the mission. This is the, this is the end goal that, J, that John had that vision. And we must be about that vision that, that we're reaching people. We're pulling people from the grips of, of, of Satan and, and pulling them in, in, into the kingdom of God, right? And so it reminds me, the, uh, people are in bondage, right? It reminds me of Harriet Tubman, that giant, that saint, that lady there. She, she was a giant. And when she got free, you know, salvation, we shouldn't hoard our salvation, but we should share it. When she got freed up, right, when she was freed, she went back to release people, to, to get people free out of bondage. That's what it means to be on mission together, right? To be on mission together is to see people that need Jesus and to rescue them. I think Harriet Tubman is a great illustration that we can, we can model, that we need to go and we need to, just because we got Jesus, you know, we, we need to go get people that need Jesus, right? And I, this is the last thing I'll say. C.T. Studd said it best. He, he said there's only one life that will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. And guys, we must be about this mission 
of rescuing people from every tongue, tribe, people, group, and nation in the neighborhood all the way to the nations. And uh, we, this is our mission. This is what it means to be on mission together. And I'm excited about it. That's the word, the one word of many that I'll give to North Carolina. Well, that's Baptist. a powerful word. And I tell you what, I feel like we uh, went to church this morning in this episode. Uh, Quintel, you get to no, go on and goodness. preaching, and uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a gift um, to me. Um, Quintel, on behalf of NC Baptist, thank you for what you do, how you serve, and for your leadership, for your friendship. Um, everybody who meets you uh, feels like they can call you friend instantly, and that is the Holy Spirit in you. You seriously embody the On Mission Together spirit. You live it. It's not a slogan to you, and so we're grateful for that. Thanks for your encouragement and challenges to us as we seek to be a movement of churches on mission together. NC Baptist, you can listen to more NC Baptist podcasts just like this one at ncbaptist.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. This episode of the NC Baptist Podcast is brought to you by the Biblical Recorder. Since 1833, the Biblical Recorder has served as a trusted news source for NC Baptists by providing stories and content that inform, equip, engage, and inspire NC Baptists to be on mission together. To learn more about the Recorder, visit brnow.org and follow the BR on social media. Also, Get the week's biggest news delivered right to your inbox every Wednesday morning through the BR's weekly email newsletter. Sign up for free at brnow.org newsletter. Thank you for joining us today. Because of your generosity to NC Baptist, this podcast, along with other helpful resources, are made available for you. Learn more by visiting ncbaptist.org give.